0: just make me look so cool. I sound like an old man saying that, I caught myself. <laughs> hey, I wanna first thank Pastor Kyle and Bethany for the opportunity to be able to come up here and breathe some life into you guys. Uh, the last couple of years, my wife and I have been at this church. We um, have felt the love from you guys 100%, starting with Pastor Kyle and my friendship of about five or six years ago, and just the amount of love you guys have given to me and my wife. And then now our kids has been amazing, and now I just want an opportunity today to breathe a little life into you guys and get you going on on the right track. Um, I'm so excited to be a part of this church. Um, an awesome thing Pastor Kyle and Bethany are doing right now they they say every single week, uh, not every single week, but a lot of times they talk about how much it's important for us to take vacations and rest and energize ourselves. And that's what they're doing right now. They're taking a couple weeks to go out and have fun with their kids and enjoy their time and get back. And I'll tell you what, if you know anything about Pastor Kyle, if you've been here for any amount of time, you know when he gets a break, that boy comes back preaching hard. So be back and ready to go when he gets back here because it's gonna be a blast. Um, we're gonna be talking about passion and energy and that kind of stuff today and our purpose in life. I, am, I wanna talk a little bit about our kids ministry and the summer blast that they just pulled off. There were some hiccups that happened and I'll tell you what, Pastor Heidi and her team, they did an amazing job this week. They did so awesome and I'm so proud of them. Um, what I'm most proud of though, through all of the, the things that happen, 21 kids gave their life to Jesus this weekend. And that is what we do everything for. Everything that we do through our weeks, on Sundays, it's all so that people can come to get to know Jesus. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about our living life on purpose If we don't live life on purpose, it is pointless. I'm not saying your life is pointless right now. I'm just saying let's get on track and let's get a purpose behind what we're doing every single day. I wanna tell you a little story about when I was in college. I went and I went to a college in Southern California and I was in Bible college and I did this internship through the summer at a large church in Billings, Montana. Who knew anything happened in Montana except beautiful sky, right? This place was amazing, but before I ever, ever, ever even got there, I had a Skype interview with the student pastor there. I was super nervous, beyond nervous. It was like bone chattering nervousness, but he asked me this question when I was on the call with him, and he asked me, what are you passionate about? And I felt like I had some things, but I did not say a single word. And I was so quiet, I had nothing to say. I didn't have any words that would come to my my mind. Um, I didn't have anything to tell him. I didn't have any passion that I could speak of. Now, I had stuff living inside of me, I believe, that needed to come out, and he helped me with that over the summer, and I, I found that, uh, that I am passionate about a few things, but I was stumped on that question. Now, I don't think that I had been asked that question before, but I've been asked it a lot since then, but I almost missed out on an awesome internship. Thank God he saw something in in me on the rest of the conversation and let me continue and go to that internship and have an awesome summer. But more importantly, I almost missed out on a life filled with passion and purpose. And we all have an opportunity at whatever point in life we are today to continue or start that life of passion and purpose. And I know this room is filled with people who are already on track and ready to go but I want to bring the rest of us along the way to find that passion and purpose because that is what we are all about here at Elevate City. We are about taking what we have living inside of us, bringing it out, and then taking it to the rest of our city and the world. God has a purpose for every single one of you. We do that through worship. Uh, We did that together as, as we worship God together, but we also worship God through everything that we do through our week. We are here to worship the living God. We are living in community with God and with other people. He made us to have relationship up and sideways. We are to continually do that. That's why we believe so much in small groups, finding freedom in our small groups so that we can see freedom happen in our lives and have relationship with other people. We have an opportunity to continue to grow in Him. We have to continue to be in those relationships with people so that they can point us in the right direction to find other people and help be brought back to Jesus, whether we're struggling or not. Um, and then we have a, an opportunity to do ministry. We have an opportunity to share and help other people find that same path. So we can do that by being a part of our dream team. I'll talk a little bit about Growth Track here. If you've never done Growth Track, that is where we help you start your process of discovering your purpose. It's a lifelong journey. We don't think we're gonna answer every single question in one sitting but we wanna help you find your spiritual gifts and who God has made you to be. In John 17, 18, we're gonna jump up here. It's gonna be on the screen for you guys. It says, in the same way that you gave me a mission in the world, this is Jesus speaking, I give them a mission in the world. So God the Father, his dad, came and gave Jesus this mission. He said, I want you to go seek and to save the lost. So those of us in here who have given our lives to Jesus, thank God that happened because that's what we got. Jesus came to do that. And he's given us that same ministry now. We are now called to come out of ourselves, whether we're introverts or extroverts, we've got to find a way to find other people and bring them to him to seek and to save the lost uh, he sent someone to find all of us. So each one of us has someone in our life who was instrumental, and I'll tell you a little bit about some, some awesome ladies who helped me find Jesus, but you guys all have someone, whether you're here for the first time today and someone brought you, um, that's your person, or if you are uh, in a relationship with Jesus, you had someone help you along that way. And so that is the person who was given that mission from Jesus to find you and bring you to Jesus. So in John 20, 21, it says, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. So you are all sent to do this mission now. We are all sent together. We are all sent to do this as a team, but we all live separate lives in the sense that we go to work wherever we uh, eat, wherever we see people, whatever way we drive home, whatever way we walk, ride the bus, whatever we do, we have an opportunity to interact with people in our lives. So what are we called and sent to do though? What are we called and sent to do? Like I said, we have our three-week Growth Track. If you've been a part of that, you know that it's all about helping you discover your purpose. We're gonna be starting that back up on August 4th. Please join that. During Growth Track, you will start your journey to discover your purpose, the God-given purpose that he has in your life. Pastor Kyle shares the statistic a lot about how people, uh, Christians specifically, live their life without discovering their purpose. 86% of Christians don't know their purpose in life? And that is what we want to answer that question for you, to help you guide you along that path. God sent every single one of us to do something, and it might be different for everyone. You are called to do something outside of yourself, and I believe that we can help during that process. Acts 20, 24 says, the most important thing is that I complete my mission. The work that the Lord Jesus gave me to tell people the good news about God's grace. My purpose is to share the good news. So what is the good news? Most of you may know that, but some of us don't know what the good news is. It's another word for the gospel. Inside the, in the New Testament, it talks about the gospel. It's literally talking about the good news about Jesus's life, his life, his death, his burial, his resurrection. What did he do while he was on earth? That is the good news that we can share with other people. Now, the way we share it's all gonna be different. We're all gonna have different ways of sharing that. We're gonna have different ways that Jesus has interacted with us, different ways that Jesus has brought us into the life that we now live. There is a word for this when we do go out and share Jesus, when we share that good news. It's called evangelism. So if you've been in church for a long time, that word evangelism just clicks in your mind. You kind of know what it is. A lot of you uh, who grew up in the church maybe went to churches that had an evangelist come on on like once a year and they'd come and they'd speak to you and a lot of people would get saved. And it was kind of like a marathon. You'd have like every day of the week kind of a thing where you'd come in and okay, same people here kind of a thing. But these people are called evangelists. Now what I want to do for you and a lot of you may be on the same page with me right now, but I want to tweak what that word might mean to you. That word evangelist doesn't specifically mean just one person who comes in and speaks like what I'm doing right now. I'm, I, I'm doing evangelism, but you guys are evangelists too. So let's take a look here real quick and we'll kind of look at that. I want to tweak it for you. So let's look in Acts one It says, but you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witness, keep a hold of that word witness, in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So it says witness, it's not saying defense attorney, right? It's not a prosecutor, right? It's not someone who's gonna be debating and all this stuff, it's not a salesman. Yes, if you are a salesman, you can use some of your tools to help people find Jesus, I'm not saying you're a bad person. It's not someone who speaks at church once a year, right? It's literally someone, you, who can share your story with your words in a way that other people can understand. Okay, so we know what we're doing. So evangelism is sharing with others what God has done for me. Just make it, I'm always gonna be that guy that's like speaking very elementary. I wanna make it make sense. I wanna leave the room knowing that I at least made something make sense, okay? So where do we do it? We know what we're doing, where do we do it now? According to the Bible, there's a few places. First, it it brings up the Jerusalem, right? That's the city in which they lived in. So that's our Fort Wayne, our Allen County. So that's what we do closest to us. Now, you guys are all called to the people that you interact with the most, but we're also called to the entire area, right? So what we do as a church that we can help you with if you wanna get started with is feed the need which is every other Monday, tomorrow, is, the, is Feed the Need. You guys can be a part of that. we got some people who do it. we got a lot of people who do it. You can jump in that and help feed people who are hungry, who need fed. We have Third Saturday Serve, and then what we're going to talk about a lot today is Back to School Bash. Uh, that's our huge event that's massive, and, and we're all going to be a part of that as much as we possibly can. We're going to help people know more about Jesus. Then you have Judea, Samaria, and that is the United States of America for us. That's their region. So it could be like the Midwest, but the United States of America works for that. So we do things um, all over the country. We specifically this year are going to the Los Angeles Dream Center in LA. I said that, in LA. So we're gonna be going out there. We have a team of people who are going. They're working hard, they're raising funds, and we have an awesome team going out there. But those are the types of things you can do. Now you can do those types of ministry with us and we can help you along the way. You can also financially give towards ministries that are doing things nationally in the United States. We also have the ends of the earth. So those kinds of things we do every so often, they're international ministry trips where we go to other countries and help do ministry for people who are far from God. So we want to affect, we want to help people who have dedicated their lives to go to other countries and spend their entire life in a country doing that. And we'll just go there for a week or two and help them along the way. That's something that we can do tangibly, and we can do that. And you get to travel too, you get to see awesome places that are things that we would not see on a regular basis. I went to Honduras when I was in college too, and that was an eye-opening experience. So uh, going in any culture is going to be different and you're gonna learn a lot, your perspective is gonna change but we can also also give financially towards those types of ministries too. So we know what we're supposed to do. We know where we're supposed to do it, right? But how do we do this? And I think this is where we get kind of mixed up sometimes. I think that we make it difficult for ourselves. We make it difficult and it's hard to understand, but I wanna make it kind of simple for you. Um, Number one today, I want to share with those in my world. Now, if you're a millennial, or if you grew up around millennials, or if your kids are millennials, or whatever, or your parents are millennials, um, we grew up with people telling us that you are a world changer. Anybody ever heard that before? You are a world changer, right? So I grew up, and I got older, and I heard that a lot, and I thought literally I was going to change every person's life in the entire world, right? Because took, I took it literally, but that wasn't the case. Just had to come down a couple steps, But I learned, though, that even though I wasn't going to change every single person's life in the entire world, that I could affect change in my world. I can affect change in the world that I live in. I can affect change in the people's lives that I interact with every single day. Now, when I do that then, when each of us does that, that person, if we affect their life for the positive, the next person's life will be changed for the positive and it, in effect, can change the entire world. We can see amazing things happen, but we have to find the right perspective in life. We have to look at the world we live in, stop thinking so, so big that we can't get anything done, and think about the people that you have in your life right now. Just simply ask God, say, hey, I don't know what I'm doing, Like, can you help me with this? It's a pretty easy prayer, right? I think those are things that we can do practically. We can all change the world. So 1 Peter 3.15 says, Be ready at all times to answer anyone who asks you to explain the hope you have in you. People are hungry, guys. Be ready to communicate what is happening inside of you. You have a power living inside of you that's beyond anything that the world knows about and you need to be ready to tell that story of what happened to you. Again, I wanna make it real simple. This is how I've, I've learned it, how I kinda do it. I think of it in, in terms of three minutes. If someone wants to hear my story, I, need to be, I feel like I wanna be able to speak it in about three minutes because honestly, people don't like to listen to other people. They wanna hear themselves talk. So we need to be ready to talk for about three minutes, and I usually spend about one minute talking about who I was before Jesus. And then the other two minutes, I just brag on Jesus, man. He changed my life forever. So think about that. That first time you do that, it's gonna be super awkward. You're gonna second guess yourself after you're done with that talk. You're gonna feel so weird and you're gonna have so many mental blocks in your brain, but you did it. You have to take one step at a time. Once you take that step and you do it again, you're gonna feel a little more comfortable. Do it again, feel a little more comfortable. Do it again, feel feel more more comfortable. Sharing your story is important. We need to be able to do that. Now, you're gonna feel awkward, it's gonna feel horrible, but the part about that is, that's where grace kicks in, guys. We have grace in our life, and grace doesn't say do whatever you want whenever you want. It means do your very best, and then whatever, wherever you end up, God's just gonna take the rest for you. He's gonna take the rest of it, and He's gonna make it perfect for you. You don't have to worry about perfection. You are not perfect. Let me just l- let you know that today. Go out today and just know that you're not perfect. <laughs> In Jesus' eyes, you're perfect, but you're not. Other ways that you can affect change, this is where these two ladies came into my life, um, amazing women that, that I thank every day of my life now. Uh, my mom's best friend growing up, they were some troublemakers, man, I'll tell you. They, they drove off and drove, to I don't know if they drove, I think they hitchhiked to California when they were 14 years old. Their parents were not happy, right? They hitchhiked to California, but this lady, she turned her life around, and she started bringing me to church when I was about six or seven years old. And she brought me to a, it's a vacation Bible school. It was kinda like what we did this past weekend with Summer Blast, except definitely not as cool and definitely no moon cheese, guys. It was awesome, Pastor Heidi. So she she brought me to church, and one night, the, the lady who was speaking let, let me remind you, she was not a professional, whatever that means, a professional pastor. She wasn't trained uh, in any public speaking or anything like that. Neither of these ladies were. But they, she shared the gospel from her perspective and she shared about how Jesus can change your life. And I knew at that moment, like, I needed that. I needed Jesus. I didn't know what it meant at seven years old necessarily, but I needed it. I raised my hand, I prayed, and I gave him my life at seven years old. And that is what we all can do. We can all do that. And it's amazing, we saw 21 kids do that this past weekend. And we see that happen every single week at Elevate City Church. People giving their life to Jesus because he can change your life wherever you're at. And that is as simple as it is, guys. It is as simple as it is. And you don't have to be trained. You don't have to have everything perfect. You don't have to know the Bible super well. You just need to be obedient and be a servant to God. 2 Peter 3.9 says, God does not want anyone to be lost, but he wants all people to change their hearts and lives. He starts with the heart, guys. He doesn't say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in and I'm gonna ch- be their checklist. Like, can you just get in and, and make, give them this long checklist of things they need to do? No, he's not worried about all the things that you're doing all at once. He's literally there to change your heart, to change your perspective, to bring you closer to him. He's not worried about every little thing that you're doing. Yes, those things will change over time. As you begin to love him more, you're going to change your routines, you're gonna change the way your life looks, but you don't have to do that all at once. You can help those people. You can help people who are far from him Give them Jesus and keep giving them Jesus. Um, every once in a while, we get this question here. At, uh, someone asks one of us, the pastors at the at the church, and they say, "Isn't our our church big enough?" Like, well, do you think about that? Like, there's hundreds of thousands of people in our city who aren't going to church, who aren't in a relationship with Jesus, and there are so many. There's so many churches, but guess what? There's not enough churches and none of them are big enough because we don't have everyone yet. That's our, that's our goal, guys. That is the goal. If we were to write one simple goal, it's like everybody go to church and be in a relationship with Jesus. Let's make it easy, everybody. That's what we want, that's what we want to see. So no one is big enough and there's not enough churches until that happens. And that's why we get a little fired up and we need to be on mission and that's why we get excited every once in a while, especially Pastor Kyle, he, he knows how to preach, okay? So we need to be on this mission so that we can reach every single person, continue to reach out to more people, to make more room for more people. Jesus said that he wants everyone to have a relationship with him. We look around and that's not happening. More and more people are coming every day. And that's amazing. I'm excited. It makes me pumped up. We're all excited. But we need to continue to push forward. We need to be a lifeline to those who need it. Make your life so attractive that people want exactly what you have. Proverbs 11:30 says, "The fruit of righteous of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise." You start bringing people, bringing people, bringing people. You are considered a wise person. You are considered someone who is wise. I think that's one of the biggest goals I want in life is to be considered wise. I want people to look to me for information, but I also want to be someone who's known for bringing people into a relationship with him. Number two, I must dare to reach beyond my world. So yeah, we have our world around us. We have the people that we're in communication with on a regular basis. We go to work with them, those kinds of things. We need to then go beyond our backgrounds, our economics, our social, our comfort zones, and find other people that we do not know anything about that we need to affect. And those, we have that here just in Fort Wayne. We can find people who are far from him, who we can affect and change and help. On August 3rd, that's what we're doing. We're going to a neighborhood in Fort Wayne so that we can affect change. We're gonna throw an awesome party. We're gonna have bounce houses for little kids to have fun. We're gonna feed lunch. It's gonna be one of our biggest, if not our biggest event that we do all year, and it's two people that may not ever come to our church. It's like 30 minutes from here, but that's not what it's about. It's about affecting change. It's about people saying, oh, a church did that? A church cares about us? What's a church? Well, they believe in Jesus, and that's what we want, that we want people to come into a relationship with Jesus. So we're we're gonna feed people, we're gonna give away hundreds and hundreds of backpacks. Thank you guys so much for those of you who have given to make sure that we have backpacks. Um, we're gonna continue to try to get more and more of those because there's always more kids than there are backpacks. But And then we're gonna share a message about Jesus so that they have the hope of the world to cling on to, wherever they're at in their life, that they would be able to cling on to the message of Jesus, the good news of the gospel. We're going to have a lot of time. We're going to have a lot of things that we have to do. We have a lot of uh, things that we just have to set up and things like that. So we do need as many people as possible. So if you haven't registered yet, PK did an awesome job last week. Uh, We tripled our registrations, which is amazing. We still need more people to help. Um, Just go into the Elevate City app or you can go into one of the kiosks out in the lobby on your way out today to just make sure you're registered. I know you guys are busy, but um, try to make some time for that. That is our Jerusalem, that is our Fort Wayne, that's our local community that we are here to affect and change. Those are the people that are closest to us. When we make other people better in our city, we all get better. When we affect change and help people get better and make their lives better, our entire city gets better. We can change the way this place looks. We can make everything better. 1 Corinthians 9.22 says, whatever a person is like, I try to find common ground with them so that he will let me tell him about Christ and let Christ save him. Let me break this down a little bit. I studied a lot of culture stuff in college. I actually didn't do anything to do with youth ministry, even though I'm the student pastor. I've always done that, always wanted to do that. Um, I, I studied culture, though, because it's so important And I wanna tell you what this is talking about. I try to find common ground. So when someone goes into a different culture, a missionary goes into another culture to start presenting Jesus to them, he doesn't just go in there and like get on top of a box and start yelling about Jesus, right? He goes in or she goes in and they start to study the culture. They try to learn the language, that's the first thing. Then they try to study the culture to learn what in the world are they doing? Like what are their traditions? What's their culture do? What's the most important thing to them? And then they take that culture and they take those traditions and they try to relate it to what Jesus has done. They try to relate it to the Bible so that they can relate Jesus, who's the most important thing, to whatever the most important thing is to them. So that is how we find common ground with people. So we find out, we have to be asking questions if you've taken small group leader training before, you know that we gotta do not most of the talking. We gotta let them talk. We need to listen to them talk. We need to listen to people talk and let them tell us about their life so that we can relate Jesus to them. And that's the way to do it, guys. That's the job of a missionary, someone who is bringing Jesus into someone else's life. In Galatians 6.2, it says, stoop down and reach out to those who are oppressed, share their burdens so that, Uh, So complete Christ's law. We don't have to leave Fort Wayne or Allen County to do this. Yes, we can go to other countries and we should and we should bring the gospel everywhere on earth but we can literally do all of that right here. We can make an impact with the people around us. Now stoop down doesn't mean physically necessarily or spiritually or anything like that. It just means I'm here. I've got something that you might need and I know you need Jesus We also bring some other things if they need food, they need backpacks and things like that. But we bring what we have to give to people who need it. That is literally what we need to be doing with our life. And we've gotta focus our mission on that. Yes, you have a life, you have work, you have everything else going on, but use everything that you have in your life to make Jesus known bigger and bigger and bigger. Focus your entire life on that. And it doesn't have to be weird or tacky or cheesy or anything like that, but just make Jesus the central focus. Never make it a list, make him the center of everything that you do. We're a life-giving church. We have so many life-giving people here. That's brought so much healing to my life. All I'm saying is we need to continue to bring that out to the people in our city so that their lives can be changed and they can have life uh, more than what they have now. We must know why we're doing this and we need to continue to impact people. James one twenty seven says, real religion, the kind that passes muster before God the Father is this, reach out to the homeless and the loveless in their plight. God cares for the underdog. He continues to care for the underdog, the outcast, the poor, the orphan, the sick, the rejects. And most of all, the ultimate underdog is a child and it's children who have no ability to speak for themselves. They're a child that does not have the ability to decide who their parents are or anything like that. What we want to do, we want to continue to do, is reach children, and that's our central focus of what we're doing with Summer Blast, or Summer Blast, uh, Back to School Bash. Um, We're going to Back to School Bash, and we're gonna affect children. We're going to teach them the gospel. We're going to give them Book bags, we're gonna give them everything we can and we wanna see their lives change. Matthew 25, 35 through 36 says, I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Mark 10, 29 says, Jesus replied, let me assure you that no one has ever given up anything for love of me and to tell others the good news who won't be given back a 100 times over. So it says when you give, when you give to people care, through your care and through whatever you have, whatever ability you have to give to others, it will be given back 10,000%. If you do any investing, you know that's some good returns, Right? That is an amazing return. Number 3, I must care about the whole world. Mark 16:15 says Jesus said to his followers, "Go everywhere in the world and tell the good news to everyone." Mark 8:35 says, "If you insist on saving your life, you will lose it. Only those who throw away their lives for my sake and for my sake of the good news will ever know what it means to really live." if we are insisting on saving our life so that we can have our perfect life, I hate to say it this way, but you will lose it. It will go away. But if we give and we give everything we have, if we give outwardly, you will save your life and you will have more life than you ever had before. You'll have more energy, you'll have more passion, you will have a life that you can't even dream of. We have purpose in our life, when we give other people purpose, when we bring leaders alongside of us and help them lead better, we are better. We are better. And that is all I can say about that, guys. If you want to have a better life, give someone else a better life. Who are the people in your life that you can do this with? Doesn't have to go in screaming and yelling, you know, don't, don't be weird, but just don't be weird. Who can you affect? Who can you bring into your life? Who can you bring alongside of you? Who can you help? Guys, there's uh, an amazing statistic. This is gonna be very life-giving today, but in a joking way, I'm joking. But this year in America, 2.3 million people will die. 2.3 million people will die in this world, or in in this country this year. Many, many, many of them without Jesus. And we have the ability to affect the people around us. And I I hate bringing, I don't like the negative stuff very much personally, but many of them um, we can affect, guys. We have to think about the people that we have in our life right now, and what would happen if, if they were gone tomorrow? And we shouldn't sit here and beat ourselves up about it, but think of it in a positive, energizing way that how can I bring them life tomorrow when I go to work? You have the opportunity tomorrow to do this. There's 54 million people who will die in this world this year. How can we change their life? If I died today, if if you died today, what would people say about you? I would want this to be said about me in Acts 13, 36. It's amazing. David served God's purposes in his own time, in his own generation, and then he fell asleep. Don't get too worried about like all the glory and all the you know accolades and stuff like that. Just, just be happy with serving your generation and then falling asleep. Serve your purpose. Serve your purpose in life and you will be known as a great person. We have the ability to do this locally with the people we live with. We have the ability to do it nationally with the people in our country and we have the ability to do it internationally with all the people who live in this entire world we have the ability to reach out to every person in our world. We can impact our city, our nation, and our world. Psalm 67.2 says, send us around the world with the news of your saving power and your eternal plan for all mankind. What on earth am I here for? We are here to connect with God, to have a relationship with Him. Yes, personal relationship with Him. Connect to others. Be in relationship with other people. It's not just to be friends. Yes, we're gonna have fun, we're gonna have a blast. They will bring you back to Jesus when you are far from him, when you're straying away. That friend will bring you back. Initiate a growth process. This is gonna give you the skills to continue on the fight. Find a place to use your gifts. Go through growth track, guys. At the end of the month, we are going to take a ton of students to Motion Student Conference in Birmingham, Alabama, and then we are coming back and we are going to be pushing them towards growth track because we have world changers inside of our group of teenagers. And I'm talking about 11 and 12 year olds who are ready to do this. Now, what I'm saying to you is do you wanna get shown up by 11 or 12 year old? Okay, I don't think so, let's go. Let's get in there. It's gonna be packed in there. It's gonna be a blast and you're gonna be able to serve alongside teenagers that are ready to change the world. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you are here today. We thank you that you are affecting our lives for the better, that you have changed everything inside of us. We ask that you would be the central focus of our entire life and that you would help us to be more like you every single day. And if you're here today and you want this change in your life, if you want to have Jesus in your life and start that process today, would you raise your hand in three, two, one? Raise your hand. Thank you, I see that. Thank you, thank you. Let me pray for you and let's pray this together, church. Lord Jesus, I need you. I am sorry for my sins. Forgive me for living my life my way. Today, I invite you to be the Lord of my life. Take control of my life. Make me the kind of person you want me to be. Give me the power to change. In your name, amen.